You ready? I will be ready if you give my laughter reflex a, a try. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yes, you I'm do. Not, I'm, not, I'm not able to be, you know, I can't just, I'm not the, I'm not the kind of person who can just get, make, pause, have the, you know, I got to have. Well, it's getting better. I got to have some substance to it. It's 9.27 a.m. Saturday, June the 16th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Episode uh, something. Something I can't remember. I can't remember neither. What's your problem? You're supposed to remember. You're the, no, you're, I'm not you're the, the... You're the one. Who, I'm uh, not the, the one. Yeah, you're the one. I'm the, why am I the one? Because you care. <laughs> oh, I care. Right. About the numbers. Oh, yeah. I care about the numbers. You're right. I care about the episode episode numbers. So how you doing? We're, uh, I'm doing better. We are recovering... Slowly, but uh, but ever so steadily, uh, the state of normal health. I still have just just like fragments and filaments of 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 uh, nasal congestion. Uh, my sinuses, for the most part, feel clear, but still sort of just a little. I don't know what. Well, and I'm still fighting off the the cough and the congestion. But I'm on a course of antibiotics right now. I see. I had not, I did not get to the point wherein antibiotics were called for, so I am feeling lucky, knock on wood, and uh, just trying. Antibiotics to... were called for for me because I could hardly breathe on well, Tuesday. Yeah, that was that was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Bad deal. So, if you know people who have this summer bug, avoid them like the plague ostracize them completely from your life. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. Completely cut them off. No caring, no yeah, ham and eggs. generosity of spirit. Uh, Is know. that what you wish you did? <laughs> they are, Do you wish you they are dirt moved to a hotel? Beneath, beneath your toenails. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Care for them. Drive them to work and back. Try to be a good person. An ally, a, a friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. It's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Taken up with a lot of driving around for Billy Bob Bajingo and uh, a little bit of a chauffeuric action, which is perfectly fine and lovely and wonderful. And for you, Chet? Well, it's just been trying to recover and. And working, 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 working. Working, working, working. This working. is the busy work time. And so I've been going, even though uh, people were saying, you should rest. I didn't know how to how to do you, it. You've been getting plenty of rest. I mean, yeah. know, it's just a matter of parsing one's energy correctly. I don't know. I don't think there's been too much uh, other than being sick. Uh, and working that has been, you know, drawing on your vitality. Not that much else going on, right? Not much else at all. Yeah. So I think you, I think you know yourself and your body and your energy flow well enough to be able to decide when it's right for you to be at home and when it's right for you to go be able to go into work. And stuff yeah. Like that. 
I know everybody there loves you and is worried about you. But, you know, I think you, I think you know yourself well enough. You have self-awareness. You are one of those people who are blessed with a level of self-awareness that allows you to make good decisions. But because of that, I haven't really... <laughs> oh, I'm getting my laugh back. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's not to its usual place. No, no. Bill was making not. funny faces. Yeah, I was, you know... I, I feel sometimes I feel like I'm just... Bleh, I'm vomiting words out into, the, into space <laughs> with no real objective in mind. But isn't that the whole... <coughs> Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Point is Possibly, yes. Talking there, without thinking. But there are certain... You. Boy. Paragraphs that you know. It's good coffee. If I could suck them back in, revise them, and then regurgitate them, I would probably do that. I see. Yes, but what are you gonna do? Well, I what? feel boring today because all I've been doing is working and and sleeping and trying to get better. Whereas but. I am very exciting because you know I've been uh, sleeping and waking and driving Diane to work and picking Diane up from work and going to doctor's appointments uh, for myself and, you know, doing my little exercise routine and uh, cooking and eating and uh, uh, writing and playing the guitar. That's kind well, of, that's a lot. Well, yeah, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a nice variety of things. I have no complaints about my life right now. I am in a, what I consider a profoundly uh, luxurious period during this time i think the most interesting thing that has happened uh besides the challenge of my work is watching stephen fry's america yes which we just watched on youtube actually but on our tv screen yes through our roku box you know we're such cutting edge technology people that uh, we use the roku which is i guess some kind of uh, already antiquated technology for most people. Well, I don't know what everybody knows about Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is an amazing guy and uh, incredible intellect, uh, very knowledgeable. It's interesting to, uh, for me, it's interesting to get a British take on on America, um, and it was it was quite interesting to see what. What, I don't know who decided where they would go and which sites they would see and what interesting little uh, side trips that he would make as he visited all 50 states. Um, but he visited some very interesting places, and I saw some parts of the country that I'd never seen before. Uh, nor did I was I even really the, that aware of the history of the places and the you know, things like that. So I learned a lot from him. And it was just... He's a, a comedian... And as Bill said, a huge intellect. He uh, has done debates, and that's why we started visiting a few of his different shows this week because uh, we had watched a debate, the Monk debates. Yes. So the Monk debate uh, featured Stephen Fry, uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, Michael Dyson, and Michelle Goldberg. Not the Michelle Goldberg that is our neighbor across the way, but a different Michelle Goldberg. It was a very interesting debate about political correctness. And uh, so that kind of got us into the Stephen Fry rabbit hole a bit. And also Stephen Fry has done a... He's, he's a very... I, I like Stephen Fry because he's very uh, willing to be 
personally vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, I think, we were also taken by his uh, the episode of oh that show that traces people's uh, oh yeah ancestry. Who do you think you are? Who do you think, think... you are? <coughs> his episode of that was quite compelling. He's just a compelling figure. And not only as a comic actor, uh, he worked with Hugh Laurie for years on several different projects on the BBC, including uh, uh, Jeeves and Wooster and, and, uh, and the, the, f- the best, of, best of Fry and Laurie, or the, uh, what, is it, what was it called? I think it was called Fry and Laurie. Yeah, yeah. Fry and Laurie. And uh, he's, just, he's just an amazingly comic guy. And he's very smart and very learned and uh, very uh, erudite and uh, such what. So we've been we've been exploring Stephen Fry's universe a little bit this week as well. But I did not expect to find that series on America. That was quite a stunner to me. He was driving around America in a Old British cab, which is what he likes to drive around. It wasn't an old British cab. It was a new British cab. Well, British cabs look like that. They still look like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a fairly newish car. Okay. It wasn't some antiquated car. And I like the British cabs because they have a big back seat. You can actually walk into them and then sit down, and you're farther back from the driver, and, and there's room for you to kind of maneuver around in them, which I really, you know, think is cool. I hadn't really thought before of the size of England uh, and the British Isles in general, you know, how how it would compare it to America, because he oftentimes would be commenting on the, the size of a state in comparison with a country, yeah. that it was larger than France or, you know, lar- larger than uh, the British Isles. And... It really gave me an appreciation for being in a country that is so vast and um, and has so many different geographical features. Yeah, it's true. It made me really think, yeah, travel America first is a good motto. He didn't go out to La Push, though. He, what was the good motto? A motto? What did you say? Oh, people used to say, see America first. Oh serve a motto rather than (coughs) going off to other countries because you know a lot of us have not traveled that much within our own well yeah and there's uh, an amazing array of cultures right within our own borders because they're big you you have that big a chunk of geography there's going to be all kinds of different cultures going on and whereas in england uh, the cultures are not that diverse Right? Right. But anyway, it's been good to kind of expand our minds from a different perspective. I like that. I like looking at things that I might have otherwise taken for granted as being a certain way from someone else's perspective kind of gives you a whole different take on it. You know? I like that. I would like to slip in what he was saying about that football game, about how it showed what America was like to a, a British guy. 
It's an indication of the size of the US economy and their passion for sport that this is the stadium of Auburn, no more than a medium-sized college. And this is their annual game against another college within the same state, the University of Alabama, based in Tuscaloosa, a few hours' drive away. This fixture has the scale, intensity and hoopla of a grand national final, but is in reality nothing more than a local derby between amateur students, only in America. I really don't know if anything sums up America better. It's simultaneously preposterous... Incredibly laughable, impressive, charming, ridiculous, expensive, overpopulated, wonderful, American. So how did we uh, come up with today's music, Diane? <laughs> well, mainly because I'm giving away... A little small table we're waiting for my friend to come by and pick it up and and I was thinking about how I as I've gotten older I've been wanting to get rid of more things yeah. and for some reason Suzanne Vega's straight lines came into my mind although it's you know it's much more radical a song than what I'm trying to do but I used to always think about how it was somebody ridding her life of stuff from the lyrics so and I was thinking about Suzanne Vega and she had a real huge impact on me for a long time um in the 1980s when, back in the late 80s, yeah. yeah I actually saw her perform it back at the backstage which man you know I missed that venue that was such a great venue it was and I think I went to that show with my brother that is who I seem to recall going with. And my brother and I went to several shows at the backstage. We went to see Richard Thompson there. And we went to see, um, I think Jim played there. Oh, yeah. And I think we saw him there. And uh, we went to see Suzanne Vega. And if you would go in advance to the Scandinavian restaurant, I think it was Varsago or something like that they would let you have advanced seating. Otherwise, there was no way that you could get a better uh, seating arrangement right. uh, at the, the concert. For, if you did the dinner first, you got And, choice. you know, I always remember having dinner there and, you know, that my brother and I were saying that we were glad that we were Scandinavians because the food was pretty, you know, <laughs> Scandinavian. White. <laughs> pretty white. I can't even remember what we would have, but... Uh, but we would just go so that we could get into the show and get good seats. So so we had front row seats for Richard Thompson and for Suzanne Vega. And, cool. But I remember the way that I ever heard about Suzanne Vega was uh, we were listening a great deal back in those days to KZX because they played local musicians from time to time, yeah. and that was a huge thing. Um, so... I learned about a lot of the independent singer-songwriters from that 
uh, KZX when they were doing that. Your John Gorkas, your David Wilcoxes, your uh, you know your uh, Greg Browns. And, yeah, and, and, uh, and Christine Levine or Lavin. Excuse yeah. me. A lot of different people I heard through KZX and was introduced. And the song that I remember they played that introduced me to Suzanne Vega was Some Journey, which I suggested we play just for the memory of it. You know, that I just, it was a remarkable period, I thought, in local music to be able to go to such wonderful concerts and and in these incredible venues, which no longer exist. It seems to be that there are fewer and fewer places for musicians to showcase their talents. Yeah, um, I mean, in that way, it seems like all the places now are a little more glitzy and ritzy and kind of gentrified and like the Triple Door and places like that. I, they don't really, I don't know, There's a, it's a different kind of a feel. It's like the, the even the local music uh, showcase type stuff has been kind of commodified in a different kind of way. It seems less open. And I, I mean, there are still places like the Tractor Tavern and Connor Byrne, places like that where people play. It's just, uh, it seemed like in those days it was given a little more prominence uh, without being uh, quite as commodified. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I haven't explored enough of the newer venues to see how they're doing, but... But it was an incredible time during that time, and man, I have really felt blessed that I was able to see so much good stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. Do not stay 
Might have been here. 